So I'm thinking this is going to be a regular occurrence. Before I start the podcast, I'm going to shout out one content creator who I like. And this week, it's going to be MrZach123 on TikTok. I love the guy's things, and he's got some music that he's also promoting. Uh, but I'll let his page speak for itself, because honestly, the guy's hilarious. I love it. That's MrZach123 on TikTok. Another thing I forgot to add... Um, Six and Patty the Pirate from SoundCloud. Uh, they did a collaboration on their music. Honestly, it's really good. Guys, check them out. That's S-I-X, capital X, and Patty the Pirate. Check them out whenever you can. Allow me to tell you a joke that you might not find funny. But it has to do has everything to do with the topic of today. Here it is. The Emperor Augustus was touring the Empire when he noticed a man in the crowd who bore a striking resemblance to himself. Intrigued, he asked, was your mother at one time in service at the palace? No, your highness, he replied, but my father was. If that joke made no sense to you, congratulations, you live in the modern times. But if you lived from between 63 BC to 14 AD, you would have shat yourself laughing. So what did that mean exactly? Well, I'm going to be talking about the history of humor, jokes how things have changed that we find funny nowadays that back then, you know, they wouldn't have understood. And jokes from back then that were great, but that we wouldn't get today. Why, why would I talk about this? Well, I'm going to be honest. I found the entire thing intriguing because I like a good meme. I like a good internet meme. I like a good joke. But they have a cutoff date, you know? They have an expiration date, joke to, um, jokes. I don't know how long a joke can last, but it does seem that there's something that we have in common as a species, you know, as humans. No matter how old we are, no matter how far, how far back we go in the history books, we all had a sense of humor. And this goes from the ancient Romans to, to way further, actually. There was some, there was some actual jokes found from <laughs> I keep burping Jesus there were some jokes found from caveman carvings and it was just so weird I thought it would be interesting so I'm just going to talk about the history of humor and where we are today all right Welcome back to the podcast. It is three in the morning. I am out of ideas, but as usual, before I go to sleep, um, <laughs> I was looking on Instagram and on Twitter for some good memes, you know, bit of a good chuckle. And I came across a meme years ago, actually, that really struck me because it was hilarious. Not in the traditional sense. It was more hilarious because nowadays it would be considered absurd such a thing happening. Did you guys know it's possible to die from laughing too hard? Well, apparently it's possible, but it's very rare. And one of those cases, in fact, was Chrysippus, who, <laughs> if you guys know the story, it's funny on its own, but this guy died from laughing at a donkey eating figs. That's it. That's all he saw. He saw a donkey eating figs and he was laughing. And he, and he said, now give the donkey some wine. That's, f 
fucking, that, that's just a sentence. But it was so funny to this guy that he died laughing. That's genuinely the cause of death. And of course, many speculate that it was definitely from cardiac arrest or from choking on his own spit. Something along that line. My point is, that joke is dry today, you know? Very dry. I would wager to say that it wasn't even funny. But back then, it must have been so fucking funny to these guys. Now, I'm not going to sit here and laugh at a donkey eating figs. Maybe if I see it in person, I'll laugh, you know? Giving it some wine, yeah, fucking... That'd be awesome. A drunk donkey, that'd be awesome. But what changed throughout throughout history, you know? Well, specifically, what changed in the history of humor, but what stayed the same? And what we'll find is that, interestingly enough, the one thing that stayed throughout the entirety of, of documented human history is that toilet humor. Even though people nowadays will go, oh, grow up, you know, stuff like that. They'll still laugh at it, you know? If I pull on someone's finger and he rips ass and shits himself, I'm gonna fucking cry laughing. And back then, they would have done the same thing. <laughs> I mentioned this because the other day, unintentionally, I picked up my dog, who is um, a really big dog. She's kind of chubby, but I picked her up because she likes to be held like a puppy. I kid you not, my dog, I picked her up and she ripped ass. Like, she just fucking full-on farted. I've never smelled a dog fart until that day, and let me tell you right now, putrid. Absolutely terrible. But it was the funniest shit ever. And that got me thinking. Well, people back then were laughing at this too, right? So, naturally, as I do, the big nerd that I am, I started Googling stuff, doing my own research, and yeah, toilet humor is essentially here to stay. It's a staple of human anatomy, basically. Of humor. That's always gonna be there. Because people laugh at dumb shit. Literally. <laughs> oh man, toilet humor is so weird. It's funny too because, I mean, when it comes to toilet humor, not everyone, it doesn't strike the same. Some people will laugh and others will just, they'll brush it off going, ew, you know? But you know in the back of their minds they thought, okay, that was funny as shit. It's other things too. For example, uh, jokes about sex have always struck. You know, they've always hit. The difference is in the delivery. That's what I've noticed. And I'm gonna look up some jokes from back then. In fact, I have a list here. One of them is, okay, basically they all look like sentences to me. Like I'm looking at it. Some of them are okay, but they're mostly just sentences. And back then these were considered jokes. These are actually from a joke book from back then. The Philogios or Laughter Lover. Um, a joke book from ancient Olympus. Pretty damn old, right? Anyway, here's a joke from it. Asked by the court barber how he wanted his haircut, the king replied, in silence. Ha. Funny. Now, you get me a fucking doge? You get, you get me him? You know, and you Photoshop some stuff and you add that caption, maybe I'll laugh even harder. Why? Because my sense of humor is so fucking skewed and rotten, I have no idea what I'm laughing at anymore. I'm not even joking. The other day, somebody posted a picture of a fish in a bathtub and I laughed for 10 minutes because they added some French accordion music over it and they called, they called it Le Fiche. Like, that's all it was. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. But it's so funny to me. 
And then there's people who have different senses of humor based on where they're from. For example, every country has different senses of humor. If you're from Russia, it's more dry. If you're from Ireland, I believe, they have a really dark sense of humor over there. In Spanish, they like puns. For example, there's a plate of, there's a plate of tacos, right? You get the plate of tacos, you put it on a bed, and you wait for someone to ask, why are there tacos on their bed? Pues está costado. That's the joke. <laughs> I saw that on a TikTok the other day. I thought it was funny as hell, and I showed it to my mom, who's a native Spanish speaker, and she loved it. Honestly, I loved it too. But, but you know, again, different, different parts of the world have different senses of humor. But no matter what, and I've noticed this, every single part of the world, toilet humor reigns supreme. But there's no real way to, you know, to, to put it out there. Like, if I wanted to be a comedian, I'm not just going to grab the mic and shit on it and walk away. That wouldn't be, you know, a whole routine. Now they have stand-up, they have absurdist humor, which is my favorite type. If you guys have never seen a show called Stella, um, there's only like eight episodes. I, I recommend buying a DVD box set but they only had one season and it's a perfect example of absurdist humor, which is no longer popular nowadays. It's kind of sad, but that's a prime example of the humor that I'm into. Here, let me look it up. If you want a link to the show, Hugbees on YouTube did a great example of it. He made a video called, This Show Is Funnier Than You Are. And it's got a picture of the, um, the show's cover art. It's just three guys who live in an apartment and they wear suits. On the surface, not funny. Watching the show and the delivery, fucking beautiful, dude. I mean, it makes no sense. I do not do the show justice trying to explain the jokes. You just have to watch it for yourself. It's not even that long. I mean, if you could binge watch an entire series on Netflix, you can watch this. It's less than an hour in total. I watched it like three times now and I still laugh. Especially the hamburgers and french fries joke, but I can't really explain it again. Because absurdist humor in the visual light relies heavily on visual gags, which is another element of humor. For example, flowers. There are certain jokes where they use flowers that have been squished a bit because they resemble um, a woman's vagina. Some of them have, you know, very specific flowers anyway. There's also an artist who does art pieces entirely based on that. And there's another artist, this is going back to toilet humor, who shoves paint up his ass and shits onto the canvases. This is a real art piece. Like, I'm not joking. There's another artist. I wish I had their names, honestly. I don't know the artist who shits himself, but there's one who painted George Bush's face by dipping his penis in, in paint and rubbing it on the canvas. The worst part is that it actually came out well. Like, this is an actual art piece. You cannot find it on YouTube, guarantee that, but that's an example of art. I mean humor, at least for me. Here he is in all of his handsome, handsome glory. Brent Ray Frazier. I remember when he first came out on TV um, because of the shock value that his humor has. Another element of humor, shock value. Why am I telling you all this? Well, I don't know. I felt like you needed to know what you were laughing at and why. Breaking down your life for you and shit. Here's another one. I'm going to talk about a joke from 400 AD from ancient Greece. Wishing to teach his donkey not to eat, a pedant did not offer him any food. When the donkey died of hunger, he said, I've had a great loss. Just when he had learned not to eat, he died. Bit of a dry joke. 
Don't get me wrong. It's funny back then, you know, like if I was the Lord only knows how old he is. 480. I don't want to do math. It is summer. <laughs> I keep burping. I'm not even trying to. I just keep burping. And I, I've had to pause the podcast like six times. One of those burps was so loud and bellowing, it actually peaked the audio. You'd think I'd be um, laughing at it, given the, given the, what we're laughing at here. But no, this is just fucking annoying. I hate having stomach problems. It's annoying. A joke, which is also a riddle. That one's not funny. That one's not funny. That one's not funny. None of these are funny, so to speak. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, okay, this one's actually funny. Here's another one. This one bypasses, you know, the time threshold. The world's second oldest joke was found in the ancient Egyptian storybook known as the Westcar Papyrus. It goes, how do you entertain a bored pharaoh? You sail a boatload of young women dressed only in fishing nets down the Nile and urge the pharaoh to go catch a fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that okay that's that's funny that <laughs> this is a joke from like 3,000 years ago and I'm fucking laughing at it still you see what I mean like I, di I didn't mean for myself to laugh I, I had a I was trying to hold back but there it is I've been talking a lot about old jokes okay one more one more this one, a fart joke from Samaria, 1900 BC. Something which has never occurred since time immemorial. A young woman did not fart in her husband's lap. That's the joke. <laughs> that wasn't really funny, actually. That was the oldest joke, and it was just... Eh, you know? I like looking back at the way people used to laugh at things. Because nowadays... I gotta tell you, it takes a lot to make me laugh, or maybe every now and then someone will get lucky. Or, you just get me drunk. Get me drunk, I'll laugh at anything. This guy, uh, I was at a bar once in Montana. Uh, we were drinking, like, heavily. I've never met the guy, but at the end of the night, we were best friends. That's usually how it goes. Um, the barkeep actually came out and told us, hey, we're closing in like 10 minutes, and he just goes, fuck you, as loud as he can. And we all shit ourselves laughing, but first, we noticed how hurt the barkeep was. And we said, hey, hey, he's drunk. He's drunk. We're sorry. We're sorry, man. He was, man. He was really drunk. Like, this guy was stumbling while sitting down. You know how drunk you have to be to not be able to sit down properly? That's pretty fucking drunk. But that's also a good, ex um, that's also a good example of humor. Why? I don't know. Make, make of it what you will. I was next to a fat guy. I was getting drunk. At one point, he got so drunk, he um, tried to touch me, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. I was like, bro, you're married and you're straight. And he said, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a good joke right there. But the other day, I had, um, I was looking at the time, you know, just to be on the safe side. I was browsing memes. And I had browsed for an hour without laughing. The most I've had was, <laughs> you know? You know, you know when you're looking at a, a funny video or a joke comes up and you're by yourself and you don't want to, like, it's not that you don't want to laugh. You actively search for that dopamine hit and it just never comes. And then eventually you find something that does and you just, <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. You guys have the little, 
everyone has it, okay? It, this is a universal phenomenon of the modern day. Because back then, if they laugh, they laugh, you know? Everyone knew. But nowadays, we are so oversaturated with jokes that the ones that hit have to hit hard, you know? At least for me. Because I am I'm spending hours online now. And I don't regret it. Good things have come from it. The podcast came from it. We've, um, we're getting up there with numbers. Um, speaking of which, I hate to introduce, um, I hate to interrupt, but please do me a favor and share the podcast, like wherever you're at. I'm not even saying push the share button. I'm saying like just put it on your story on Facebook or Instagram. You know, some sort of reel. You know what I mean? Just do that. Give me a quick shout out because I'm getting tired of buying ads. Like it feels dishonest at this point. Yeah, you heard me right. I've bought ads before. My budget for that is like $300. And I do not like that. Like, it feels dishonest and I hate it. Moving on. <laughs> I should start a meme page. Last time I did, it got um, it got shut down. But I remember starting that, you know? I remember starting the meme page. And I would it would become more of a job than, um, than something I do for fun. Damn, it's hot in here. Hang on. There we go. Things should cool down in here now. Anyway, a quick tidbit. You guys want to know the origin of the knock-knock joke? That's right. A joke you haven't heard in a long-ass time. Well, the origin actually stems from the 1930s during the Prohibition era. I did not know that. Knock-knock jokes actually started because of people going to speakeasies when they would knock on the door and someone would go, who's there? Let's see here. According to joke historian Charlie Orr, drunken patrons often had fun with the password custom at, as the night wore in, and that's how the knock-knock joke was born. For example, here's an example of a really old one. Knock-knock. <clears throat> Who's there? Ranger. Ranger who? Ranger clothes before you leave here. <clears throat> no. Not funny. Hmm. Tom Swifties? What is this? 1910s joke, Tom Swifties. The favorite pun of the good folks behind Uncle John's bathroom reader. Hey, I remember that. Huh. That's awesome. Okay, anyway. The favorite pun of the good folks behind Uncle John's bathroom reader consists of a made-up quotation followed by a clever attribute that reinforces what was said. I feel like raising the dead, said John cryptically said Tom cryptically. Fuck. That's the last time I stick my arm in a lion's mouth, said Tom offhandedly. Oh, I get it. That's what a Tom Swifty is? I've known about those for years. These pun parodies and the writing style of the, of the Tom Swifty book series created in 1910s by Edward Stratmeyer, who also created the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew. So the writer of Nancy Drew began this, essentially it's a pun. Tom Swifties were, were the original name. Google them. That's actually kind of cool. Polish, Polish jokes. There we go. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to look into that. It's literally... <laughs> okay, I just remembered my... One of my old favorites is anti-jokes. Here's a good example. Why is six afraid of seven? It's not. Numbers aren't sentient and are therefore incapable of feeling fear. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. 
the age of the internet, they're getting popular, or they used to be. This, this article is really damn old. They might as well be in the Smithsonian. The origin is from Shaggy Dog Stories. Shaggy Dog Stories are long, often incredibly detailed, and they set the reader up for some epic humor, only to accumulate in an anticlimactic ending. Ending. Wow, I'm really fucking up today. I got both wisdom teeth removed, I'm fucking up my pronunciation. Pronunciation! Fuck! Also, my legs are asleep. Don't ask me why. I'm sitting crisscross applesauce. So anti-jokes are also called shaggy dog stories. Back then, they were called shaggy dog stories. This didn't give me a year. Around the time Mark Twain was alive. Dude, what the fuck, Reader's Digest? You fucking suck. Also, did you guys know the origin of Yo Mama jokes started in the 1960s? Part of the trash-talking game. Nice. Two African-American competitors would trade insults. Until one of them couldn't think of a comeback. That was in the 1960s? Yeah, that makes sense. Your mama's so hairy, Bigfoot was taking her picture. Your mama's so stupid, she cooks with Old Spice. <laughs> oh, that was good. Your mama's so fat, she went to the movies and sat next to everybody. Bruh. Another one. Another origin. Walking into a bar. Started in 1952. C.B. Palmer wrote a joke with that setup for the New York Times. It was the New York Times that we have to thank for the walking into the bar joke. And it doesn't have the original one. <sighs> of course. The chicken crossing the road joke is from 1847. I think we all know it by now. You know, why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side? It's just... It's just a joke regarding suicide, which I don't find very funny, but you know, whatever. Changing a light bulb also originated based on racism, but again, Reader's Digest fucks up and doesn't tell you what year it's from. Bruh. 1917, the newspaper joke. What's black, white, and red all over? A newspaper. Ah, 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 ah. These just... I mean, they're not old enough to be historic. I guess they are. This one's from 1917. They're old enough to the point where I would see them as a joke that my grandpa would say, you know? He was still alive and American. But, yeah. It's very quiet in here now. I turned off every every um, every AC because I had two of them blasting. Um, that's why it got so hot. Now it's fucking freezing. I can never be happy, can I? So yeah, that's humor throughout the years. Um, there is quite a lot to go into. However, I can't really do it justice. Wayne Wayne Fetterman wrote a book called The History of Stand-Up from Mark Twain to Dave Chappelle. Great book. I recommend checking it out. If you guys, are, uh, if you guys have an Audible subscription, check it out there. Let's see here. Yeah, that's about it. Um... There isn't much else to go off of. Comedy, we already know what it is. We just like to laugh, period. You know? There isn't some dark science behind it, not some weird mystery. However, what there is a dark mystery behind is something called Randonautica, if you've ever heard of that. I might start doing those and mentioning them on the podcast. I did one recently out in the middle of nowhere and at 2 in the morning. Um... It's an interesting story, but I'm going to have to start 
investing in a camera if I'm going to do YouTube as well. Because some things are just not good enough to put in a podcast. Like, I have to show you what's going on, you know? Um, <laughs> shit happens out there when you're doing Randonautica. I've been doing it a little too much. My, my brain's starting to look like um, Swiss cheese with all the holes in it. But no, that's um, that's essentially it, really. When it comes to Randonautica, it's still a, it's a phenomenon that was big back then. And by back then, I mean a few years ago. I think two years ago by this point. No, 2022. Three years ago, there we go. It was big for a while, and then it just stopped. People were posting videos about, don't do it at 3 in the morning. You remember that 3 a.m. challenge shit? That was never funny. It was never good. It was never great. Everyone who did it sucks. I hate you. You can tell I've been on Twitter, can't you? Yeah, anyway, that's, that's how everyone talks. And apparently it's just the manner of speaking there. Twitter humor is weird because if you're a teenager, you constantly tell people to kill themselves. And if you're an adult, you respond rationally or with a gif. That's it. That's what's become of, um, of Twitter. No, but I'm going to invest in a camera of some sort and I'm going to try to do Randonautica. The only problem is I live in a really remote area, so th there, whatever distinct thing there is there, everyone knows about it already. There is nothing new under the sun here. Maybe maybe I'll run into someone with a fucking gun and they'll aim it at me and go, what are you doing here? You know, something like that. You never know. Humor is so weird. People were laugh like people would laugh at things and I would look at them funny. Like I've had I've had um interactions with people where they're showing each other memes or just videos online things from Facebook and shit I would not find it funny at all but they would find it hilarious my sense of humor is uh I'd say it's broken like unironically someone jingled some keys with a goofy smile and I laughed and then I realized I'm a fucking six year old 20 <laughs> I am fucking weird not much has happened this week. I might not even post this podcast. It feels like a filler episode, if anything. I'm not too happy with this uh, topic, but I do have to give a shout-out to the guy from TikTok because, you know, I have to. He's great. But that's going to be a reoccurring thing for the podcast. If I like your content, I'll give you a shout-out. You know, whether you're bigger than me, smaller than me, the same size, it, it doesn't matter. Like, I, I feel like content creators should, you know, at least wave wave to each other in public or something you know something along those lines nothing too crazy um but yeah that that should be that should be there in the next podcast as well i did it in the previous one i don't know if he saw it the guy who um who does the fallout videos great guy by the way great sense of humor very entertaining speaking of senses of humor what do you guys honestly think about TikTok? I don't know what I feel about it, but I have noticed that it's a very addictive platform. As in, one person could get famous overnight and then the next night become just not famous anymore. Like I've seen pages where one video popped off. Like I saw a guy's page where one video had 2.6 million views and the next one he posted had 10. No one stayed for the second one. In fact, his viewership plummeted so bad, it would be in the negative. It was bad, okay? People who actually watched this stuff left. But 
at the same time, for that one day, he got a taste of fame, you know? I think that's what people... I think that's what's keeping people coming back to the platform. It's kind of embarrassing, too. Uh, one of the old truck drivers that I used to, um, that I used to ride with, you know, uh, not alongside, but we would occasionally hit, um, run into each other when I was up north. His daughter made a TikTok, and she was always doing those little dances and shit back when they were a thing. And she was like, you'll see, Dad, one day I'm going to be famous. And he said, all right, let me try it. And he got way more famous than she did without even trying. He just posted a video of his Peterbilt, the brand new one that he had with all the chrome, the fine finish, the detail. That shit was clean, by the way. Fucking great. Great truck. When I met the guy, I was like, you're driving a castle. Like, my guy. That is a masterpiece. But obviously that didn't fall too well with his daughter because, you know, she wanted to try to get famous on TikTok. Other people have done it. I don't get why. Um, I didn't at first until I started looking into it. And apparently TikTok has a similar, similar layout to YouTube where after a certain amount of views, you get paid for it. I did not know that. If this is the case, I should be getting paid. I'm just saying. I've made two videos that popped off already. But that's about it. I don't really want to do TikToks. It, it, they look kind of boring. You have to make the video on a phone. It's just it's just not going to land well with me if I do that. I mean, a podcast? Yeah, it's great. I love doing it. I'm just talking into a mic saying random shit for a half hour. It's not even that bad. YouTube is... It's an old dream of mine. I have videos up from 10 years ago. In fact, there's a YouTube channel that my brother had when we were teenagers. A bit younger than that, actually. I was just like, I was just turning 13 and we made a video. It didn't pop up or anything, but it's really funny. And good memories there, you know? Good memories. <laughs> but yeah, that, <laughs> I don't know. It's just funny watching it. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. I might not even upload it. Um, not much has happened this week, honestly. Mainly because the week just started. Like, two days ago, I recorded two podcasts. So, I'm not going to say I'm burnt out, but... I don't really have topics to bring up right now. So yeah, that's yeah, that's gonna do it for this week. Um, I'll see you guys in the next week.